friends, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Edge Munster. And it's very funny, Penny. We just finished recording our, our Practical Magic episode. We did. And Penny made a point to say that she tried to bring something lighter because we've been doing a lot of talk about uh, more morbid topics on the podcast. Um, and I hate to say I'm going to bring us bring us back down a little bit. <laughs> well, see, there you go. I gave us the break and now yeah. we're right back in it. We're right back in it. Thank goodness you did it. Um <laughs> But I did bring it with a, a saucy little twist because it is springtime. I'm glad you and I were both feeling the springtime vibes. Um, and it's a wonderful time in the spring to talk about flowers. It is. I agree. And throughout history, flowers have been used to symbolize a wide array of feelings. Um, you know, yellow roses for friendship or gardenias have represented secret love and admiration. Mm. But... You know what they say, Penny. April showers bring funeral flowers. Hey. And <laughs> today uh, we're going to be talking about flowers and the part that they have played in the mourning process throughout history and what what that means. Ooh, I am intrigued. Yes. A shout out uh, is in order here because my brain has been on absolute minimal function this week. And I texted our like group chat with Miranda and Devin and Andrew. And I was like, guys, I got nothing. (laughs) And Miranda came through and was like, well, it's springtime. What if you talked about like funeral flowers? I was like, Oh, thank God. What a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Miranda, for saving my butt and actually bringing us a very interesting topic that I'm excited to talk about today. So uh, this goes back much further than I anticipated The first documentation of flowers being used in a funeral proceeding were discovered in 1951 by Dr. Ralph Selecki. And they were discovered, um, they were, he discovered several barrier, my mouth today is not great. (laughs) (laughs) He discovered several burial sites uh, during a, a famous excavation of the, I hope I pronounced this right, Shanidar cave in Northern Iraq. And during that excavation, they uncovered in the soil around these burial sites pollen and flower fragments that suggested multiple species of wildflowers and things that would not have been growing inside mm-hmm. the cave, per se. Um, and so, and the, the soil had been there since 16,000 BC. Oh, whoa. R- right. And I think I just said 16. What I meant to say was 62. (laughs) (laughs) That's an even bigger woe. Guys, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I literally, before we started recording this, was telling Penny how I was sick all night last night. And literally, my brain is just a a pile of pudding at this point. Things that are dead in this episode. (laughs) Corpses and Midge's brain. Midge's brain. We'll get through it, Midge. We'll do it together. So a really long time, 62,000 BC, uh, the soil samples had were from. <laughs> um, and basically they determined that these were flowers that had been placed on the burial site specifically um, for a, a funeral, more or less, making these arranging and placing of flowers one of the oldest forms of mourning. And I, they actually ended up like... Um, much not 
at that exact, like not when it was discovered, but later down the line, they marked that as um, it got entered into a, a book of records as the, like one of the oldest human rituals um, because of that discovery. Mm-hmm. So it was very cool. That's super cool. Um, another early form of funeral flowers that comes quite a bit later though, is from ancient Greece where funeral wreaths were kind of popularized um, they were used as a symbol of like continuity and the kind of eternal circle of life and were often made with evergreen to symbolize the eternal strength of the soul because obviously evergreens can survive through harsh winters and a lot of challenging conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I saw a meme like two days ago of uh, like... <laughs> evergreen trees like standing next to normal trees and being like imagine losing your leaves just because it gets a little chilly outside (laughs) you tell them (laughs) the evergreen trees are midwesterners (laughs) yes (laughs) when californians are like putting on coats right when it's 50 degrees Then in England, during the 16th and 18th centuries, um, again, we're seeing a lot of use of the, the burial wreath. Um, if a young woman had died, the funeral procession would be led by a similarly aged young woman carrying a wreath made of white flowers to symbolize the purity of the deceased. Wreaths were used uh, for all kinds of things up to now, from um, a lot of times used for memorials for veterans. Um there you can find wreaths carved into a lot of tombstones as well as kind of a symbol of, like I said, that eternal um, continuation of the being after the body is no longer here. Um, and then burials at sea. Also, uh, people would commemorate naval losses by floating a wreath on the water. Mm-hmm. So a lot of use of florals before we get to you know, kind of what you and I are familiar with now yeah. at a, a modern funeral. But uh, <laughs> turns out what you and I are familiar with, which is more elaborate, you know, floral arrangements, arrangements yeah. um, they're not just pretty to look at. And at one time, unfortunately, they did serve a very distinct purpose in the funeral process. So the art of embalming, is something (laughs) that took many, many years to cultivate, even though, I I mean, obviously the ancient Egyptians kind of had that down pat, uh, but like modern embalming as we know it is a a fine art that took some time to get to. And so unfortunately, a lot of times flowers were used to cover up the scent of a decaying body so that people could mourn. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want a stinky corpse in there. You sure don't. Um, One of the most prominent examples of this is our American president, Andrew Jackson, Uh, as rotted (laughs) in death as he was in life. Mm. He died in 1837 at the age of 78. And uh, because of different different things that occurred, by the time the funeral took place, his body was not having it anymore (laughs) he was not looking so good um and so undertaker lazarus c shepherd in order to cover up the stench of his corpse uh covered the entire coffin with a mound of flowers and some accounts even say that he stuffed the coffin with flowers and sealed the lid in order to mask the smell 
and uh, it worked the the potent fragrance of like a gajillion flowers was enough to you know overcome the stench of his body (laughs) and get the attendees through the the service so okay i do not want to be a stinky corpse but i am just like i love the aesthetics of my (laughs) coffin being filled with flowers how cool would that be i we can arrange that (laughs) i love that also also true story when you said our american president i was immediately like joe biden (laughs) like (laughs) what what in more recent history You're like, you know, those problems you have before embalming was created. I was like, was Joe there? I don't think so, but he is pretty old. I thought you were going to tell me that you thought this was how you were going to find out that Joe Biden had passed. (laughs) No, I mean, I feel pretty confident I would know that. But I was just like, what? Where where is this going to go? Everybody knock on some wood for Joe. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This episode isn't coming out for a couple weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. No, uh, no ill wishes to to Mr. Biden. Um, But yeah, so. That's got me tickled. That's so funny. Uh, but that is kind of one of the the benchmarks of how people um, mark the period where we kind of shifted into these more elaborate funeral arrangements. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he, he was a president, so it's a very large scale service and many people witnessed it, right? Um, they were like, I want that. I want that. And you know who wanted that? It's time to talk about... Those crazy Victorians. Uh, Yeah, if we know one thing about the Victorians, (laughs) it's that they loved ceremony and they loved weird little secret like languages in how you used a fan or wore clothes Mm -hmm. or all these things had secret meaning or or uh, not secret, but like coded coded thank you yes um because this was a time where you know things were a little more refined and people didn't really speak out loud necessarily about their feelings uh, especially where mourning was concerned so everything was shown very visually um from you know dressing in mourning clothing to making mourning jewelry they had all these very very elaborate practices around mm-hmm. mourning and death which I have avoided talking about on the podcast because I assume at some point, Penny, you are going to, be- <laughs> I, have, I have left that topic Thank you. for you, uh, but it is fascinating. And I hope we, we get into that at some point. Uh, but through this era, flowers became kind of a language all their own as well. And were kind of used as a, a way to communicate feelings towards the deceased and their families. And, <laughs> Honestly, when you said coded, it, it really, it was like a little hanky code for Victorian <laughs> funerals. They had all these, you know, colors and flowers assigned different meanings. Or is the hanky code like a Victorian flower code for gay sex? <laughs> the hanky code is so Victorian. I love that. <laughs> so I love that of us. Um, but wreaths were, again very popular at this time, um, made of specific types of flowers, depending on what sentiment was trying to be conveyed. And the frame of the wreath themselves were usually made from the willow or cypress tree branches, because both of those symbolized mourning. And we can actually see this in a lot of Victorian mourning art, um, that they had a lot of 
references to the willow and cypress um, sprinkled throughout as a, a symbol of, hey, we're we're sad. This was sad. Sad. Okay, Penny, are you ready for a pop quiz? I'm ready. So different flower colors had different meanings in the Victorian era, and still, actually, most of these have carried through to now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do a pop quiz and see how much, if any, you know about Victorian flower hanky code. Oh my! <laughs> uh, there are several answers for each of these colors. Okay. So if you want to get even, try to get even one. Uh, Sounds good. So starting out, I feel like pretty easy. Red. Love. Yes, love. Uh, also, strength, respect, and devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, usually used for a, uh, a a family member or a loved, like a spouse, somebody mm-hmm. that you are very, very close to. Uh, blue. Um, respect? Kind of. Sympathy. Sympathy So, yeah. Sympathy. Also just, uh, it listed sadness, which I I should, one should hope. (laughs) Right. I'm like, I think these all mean sadness. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Sadness, sympathy, and wishing of peace uh, for blue. So that might be um, maybe more, if you weren't as close, that would be an expression of sympathy to the family. Uh, This one's a little weird. Orange. Who um isn't orange like something negative? So this listed Am I imagining it, that? This one listed it as enthusiasm, joy, and warmth, <laughs> which I'm trying to understand in what context you would send flowers of enthusiasm and joy to a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I mean, maybe like if your if your bestie's terrible husband died. <laughs> And you were because, like, right on, girl. Send those flowers right over to Earl's en- funeral. Enjoy that widow life. <laughs> enjoy that widow life. Uh, she's wearing like a widow's gown, but it's orange. <laughs> um, so I, the only thing I could think of maybe would be if like it was an expression of that person in life. Like this was a really joyful person. And so, yeah. We want to and I mean, I guess that. if you say like warmth, like you can say like, Oh, it's, you know, it's like, I'm giving you a hug. I'm sending you like warm regards. Which also sounds bitchy though. Like <laughs> warmest regards. Oh, regards on the deepest sympathies. The event of your husband's passing. <laughs> Purple. Ooh, isn't purple for like valor? Yeah, uh, valor, admiration, respect, as you R E S P E C T. And um, su- surprisingly, I did not know this. Apparently, this is the most common color used for the passing of a grandparent. Oh, um, be- maybe because of that admiration and respect level of mm-hmm. like, you know, Someone who's your, older, your elders. Yeah. yeah. Um, we went over this a little bit already, but yellow. Friendship. Friendship. Uh, I've had some people kind of like goof on me because Taylor and I are like uh, tradition since we've been together. The first year we were dating for our anniversary, he got me a bouquet of yellow roses. 
and yellow is my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very thoughtful. <laughs> but to this day, every year he gets me a bouquet of yellow roses. And like now that I have a, an internet following, I'll like be like, oh, cute. Look at my bouquet for our anniversary. And people are like, you guys are just friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember reading that in like some, I don't remember, I was reading some kind of flower language thing and they were just like, don't make the mistake of getting your significant other. Yeah, it's a faux Yellow pas. flowers, how embarrassing. And how I was embarrassing like, oh yeah, you know, a thing that everyone definitely knows and thinks about. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually ended up being weirdly cute because early in our relationship, uh, hi, welcome to Midge's therapy session. <laughs> I had trouble with um, the the I love you words because I have always kind of thought that people like overuse it. Um, and so Taylor and I's like deepest affection sentiment to each other was you're my best friend. Aww. And so it actually was kind of cute. And then at our wedding, when we like, you know, now pronounce you husband and wife, when we like turn back down the aisle to walk out, the song that played was you're my best friend by Queen. <laughs> That's cute. So I'll take my friendship roses because <laughs> my partner is my best friend. There you go. Um, pink. Um, affection. <laughs> Again, some of these are so strangely grace, compassion, and innocence. Oh. Um, apparently often used for women, especially mothers and sisters. Because pink right. is a lady's color. Apparently. For ladies. <laughs> because of gender norms oh uh, again another one why i don't know why you would send this color but green um green is for excitement i'm so excited uh it's for wellness and renewal <laughs> <laughs> which it seems like maybe the sentiment is a little late at this point yeah <laughs> so i i will say uh, yeah renewal i guess like the soul being now out yeah. of the suffering body maybe like the wellness and renewal of passing into the next life is, is yeah how and i would interpret because i think we we had that a bit when we were talking about um like grave symbolism in the yes. cemetery episode like there's a lot of stuff that's about like living and being eternal and stuff which seems can seem a little weird if you aren't approaching it from the perspective of like oh like my soul is like Right. Renewed yeah. If you're if you're not a if you're not like an Anglo-Saxon Christian yeah. person, that's probably <laughs> yeah a little odd. But uh, and then finally, white. Uh, I mean, you already said pink was for innocence. Is white and white it, is maybe it's... innocence like peace, freshness? Yeah, certified general uh, elegance and purity and All eternal right. love and. Uh, these are often used for children, which is mm-hmm. very sad, but innocence lost, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's your, your pop quiz. Uh, hey, those I are didn't your, do your, too bad. You did not. Those are your flower color definitions. Um, I did find a really interesting site called In Lieu of Flowers that was seemed to be a bunch of people in death care and death sciences. Um talking about the history of flowers and their place mm-hmm. in this and uh the the one article that i read talking about color symbolization and stuff was very symbolization that's not a word <laughs> um made a point to say like also though don't think too much about it because yeah. these families are grieving and will probably just be very 
like it's just nice you thought about them <laughs> right or so. i mean like like you kind of were just saying it's like perhaps the best code is what are the colors that these people like right, right. <laughs> yeah exactly well yeah what will bring uh, them the most happiness to see considering um we're all halloween nerds like i would love orange flowers everywhere yeah at mine so be be excited and joyful <laughs> put, put orange flowers all over me uh and then we get into the flowers themselves which also have different meanings i'm not gonna pop quiz you on this one I yeah I, I definitely <laughs> don't know those <laughs> this one's just a a good old talky talk um so first first off the bat if you've ever heard somebody say this place smells like a funeral home <laughs> Uh, that is probably because there is a lily nearby. Lilies are the most commonly associated flower with death and funeral homes because lilies put out a very strong fragrance. And as we have already addressed in this episode, we needed strong fragrant florals for bodies at one point. Um, Plus, they're also a symbol of peace, usually. Um, So that's a great thing to have around at a funeral. Um, Typically, white lilies are the most commonly used and most sought after. Um, They're thought to represent the rebirth of the soul. Mm. And uh, also, the stargazer and oriental lilies signify sympathy and eternal life. So those are what are most commonly thought of um however lilies are also expensive (laughs) (laughs) so what other flowers are used a lot we got uh well a a much less expensive flower is a carnation um and obviously carnations come in a wide wide array of colors you can get them in basically any color i think they like actually dye them question mark yeah Um, i think you can through this the water yeah you can put it in the water yeah, um, but they also have a pretty mm, strong fragrance that actually like lasts for a really long time. Um, so they're used a lot in sympathy arrangements. Um, but they, the most commonly used colors are pink for remembrance, red for love and yearning. Question mark was <laughs> very specifically, um, and then white again for innocence, purity, and sweetness. Uh, chrysanthemums, or mums, as a lot of us probably know them, um, are also a, a prominent fu- funeral flower, which I didn't realize, I don't think. Um, and no, all over, yeah. yeah, I don't think of mums when I think funeral, um, but that's, that, that's true for the whole world. But I guess specifically in Japan, mums symbolize death and appear almost exclusively at funeral services. Oh, um, I have heard that about Japan. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a, a funeral flower in Japan, which is really interesting. I think of mums as like fall like that makes me yeah, my, mo- my mom always got like mums in the fall. Mine too. Like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's fascinating. Um, but in other areas of Asia, they mums are associated with rebirth, so um, it can be a why anything's up for interpretation. Yes. Uh, in the United States, though, mums in funerals uh, usually are either red for love or, again, white for innocence and purity. Then we have the, I'm going to say this wrong, I think it's gladioli. Yes. Gladi- gladioli. Sounds right to me. 
but it's I, I I know what this looks like, but I've never. It's one of those words where I've like I'm like I've never had to yeah, say it right. out loud. Um, but it's apparently derived from the the Latin word for sword, mm. which is freaking cool. Uh, but it grows really tall and so they use these in funeral sprays really frequently because of their height and regardless of their color they're used to symbolize integrity morality sincerity and strong character of the deceased and they also uh have a strong tie to just remembrance which is nice and then of course uh finally roses are mm-hmm. probably i think what most of us think of <laughs> um it's probably like the most i think when people if you say flower in america yeah, you think most people probably think roses um they're definitely used in sympathy arrangements uh even though they are most probably frequently associated with like l- love arrangements <laughs> like yes, romantic romance. flowers um very specifically dark red roses are symbolic of grief and sorrow um so those are commonly used in sprays as well but you can use any rose uh with the (laughs) with the victorian hanky code to (laughs) express whatever sentiment you want to express i do have um lush's death and decay perfume um which is rose jasmine and lang lang i think and it smells exactly like a funeral home from did you say from lush yeah they did that's a thing they did yeah wow that's very nice i like it a lot neat (laughs) yeah and that's i think you know weirdly whether it's conscious or subconscious probably why a lot of people are put off by very florally scents (laughs) uh is because like people be like oh that smells like a old woman or yep. something you know it's like well it's because it smells like yeah covering up the scent of decay <laughs> yep I, <laughs> that's what i'm like i always love i'm like make me smell like a floral old lady who maybe died recently i love it or maybe penny's been dead for 15 years mm. and she's using her floral perfumes as cleverly so we don't cleverly catch disguised. on <laughs> i'm on that andrew jackson shit <laughs> Sometimes when I hear the title of the episode, I just get really <laughs> excited. Uh, anyway, that's all. <laughs> this has been my my brief history of funereal flowers. Uh, I hope this was interesting. I thought it was kind of uh, an interesting topic. Thanks, Miranda, again, for coming up with this idea. I had never really like thought too much about it other than, like I said, the first time I even knew this was a thing was when someone pointed out that taylor was getting me friendship roses <laughs> and i was like what what <laughs> flowers mean things uh sounds like you've read a book about this or uh, something. not a you whole said- book but like i've read i've read articles and things and i don't know i i definitely went of through a period of, of intrigue in in flower language one thing about you you're gonna have done reading on some <laughs> weird thing it's true i love that about you <laughs> Well, that is it for today, folks. If you are enjoying this podcast and you would like to let us know about it, you can leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen to us. We would really appreciate it. Uh, We like to read new reviews on the air when we get them. And sadly, right now we are fresh out of hot Mm. reviews. So uh, pop by and leave us one if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. uh, Or I think 
Podbean lets you leave comments too. Feel free yeah. to do it there if you want. And if you have left a review somewhere that is not one of those places and we haven't seen it yet, feel free to shoot it our way. Um, I try and check all the places that I know have reviews, but some places I don't know. Yeah, we don't know things. We're bad at technology. <laughs> <laughs> send send us a review to our Instagram DMs if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts and give us permission to read it. We'll do yeah. it. <laughs> we'll do it. Whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, and speaking of Instagram, if you'd like more from the show, you can follow us over there at Ghouls Night in Pod for lots of fun photos of things we talk about here on the air and just, you know, general. Penny has started doing sound clips over there, which is really yeah. fun. So if you have a favorite Ghouls Night moment uh, that you can think of and you'd like to hear that clipped on the Instagram, shoot us a DM uh, over on Instagram and let us know, preferably also, if you know which episode it's from, <laughs> we got the funniest DM of somebody saying like, yeah, when you called each other pocket pals. And I was like, I literally have no context for what that was at all. Like, I've literally tried to look back over like five episodes and I don't know what that is, but yeah. it, it sounds like it was funny. <laughs> we'll find it one day. And if if any of you like feel feel the compulsion to use one of those audios in something, I would be obsessed. So oh yeah, because it's like a file, right? Yeah, because like it's it's we're in we've uh, we are uploading original audios. You can use that um, as a soundtrack for something, or if you want to lip sync to it, that'd be oh my cool. gosh, yeah, make us TikTok famous. Yeah. <laughs> And if you are looking for me over on the platforms, you can find me across Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all the places at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time, good- goodbye.